Grab your favorite caffeinated beverage and get cozy because you are listening to Mindful as a Mother with Paige Bruce and Lindsay Adams. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for therapy or the therapeutic relationship. And the information given in this podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the advice of a professional. Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm hoping that the quality isn't awful on my podcast today because I'm at my office here in Haley, Idaho, and I have to use my headset. But good morning. This is Paige um, from Parenting with Paige and also Paige from Paige and Lindsay as mindful as some other podcast. So I'm grateful to be here. And today is going to be one of my solo episodes. Um, if you don't know me, a little bit about me is that I am a clinical mental health counselor. I am trauma-informed, so I specialize in trauma and in anxiety and depression, and I work with kids and teens and some young adults and even older adults. I work a lot with incest, um, sexual abuse, trigger warning. Was I supposed to trigger warning before that? But I work a lot <laughs> with trauma and those types of abuse. Um, so I'm so grateful to be here. I think one of my favorite things about Lindsay, other than her entire being, um, is her commitment to smash the stigma of perfection in motherhood and really create that community. On our episode a couple weeks ago, we did the therapist Q&A and one of the questions really resonated with me and I wanted to keep talking about it. Um, And that's like one of the things I think is hardest, especially in motherhood, is making friends in adulthood. Okay. And I laugh to myself, maybe not out loud on the podcast, but I laughed at myself because I'm like, it feels like dating. We are literally dating. Like if there was a Tinder for friends, I'm going to swipe left. I'm going to swipe right. I'm going to read your bio. Do you like true crime? Do you drink coffee? Do you have kids? What do you do for fun? Right? So I am literally profiling these people to be like, I don't know, are we going to make good friends? And so what I wanted to talk about today is how we can move past kind of the awkward feeling and stigma of making friends in adulthood, especially motherhood, and how biologically, neurologically, we are not wired and designed to do this alone. And I think that that is one of the most impactful things that I could say. We are not wired to do this alone. Okay. So with that said, I'm going to talk about an experience I had that was quite honestly heartbreaking for me on this journey of making friends and a couple tips and things that I learned about making friends or about myself. And maybe we can use them together to come up with some kind of solution on how we can overcome what it's like to make friends. The first thing I want to bring up is Lindsay and I met on Instagram. If you've listened to the podcast for a minute, we met on Instagram. She had a podcast. I came on her podcast. We talked over Instagram and we were instantly best friends. So the way that we make friends now is so different because growing up, in the age like fresh internet newbie, is anyone else there? Or around before the internet, right? 
I remember my parents had this huge dinosaur computer in the living room in the late 1990s, but it was like this, the monitor was a brick and it was like the size of a full TV and super thick. And when we would turn on the computer, it would make the sound while it was trying to warm up and blow the fan. And I also remember my best friend at the time's dad would come over because he was like tech savvy and he would always try to tinker with our computer tower and fix it. Dial up, don't get me wrong. So many fights with my sisters over using the internet or whether or not we could be on the phone talking to whatever boy in the minute. <laughs> but when we were growing up, okay, a lot of us here now have kids, very tech savvy, right? There's tick- I love TikTok. I love reels. I am one that will go down a TikTok spiral. I think they're so fun. I think they're fun to make. But when we were growing up, it was very much so internet safety. It was new and it was scary. You don't talk to people on the internet. You don't give them your real name. You don't do any of your... Does anyone remember doing the um, age, sex, location, like in the little chat rooms? Okay, how dangerous was that now, right? (laughs) I would never want my kid to do that in an avatar chat room on the internet. Do not give your age, sex, and location. But now we have the internet literally in our pockets every single day, the level of technology that we have. And so also coming with that, it's kind of a catch-22. We have the ability to form more connections than ever through the internet with people that maybe we wouldn't have been connected to, right? So I live far, I used to live in Arizona, super far away from my family. And so what I would do is consistently update my Facebook with pictures. I'd email pictures and videos and we would Facebook messenger video, or we tried to zoom, or there was something before zoom that I used to try that I can't remember the name of right now, but we were able to make connections and foster relationships in a very new way. Right. So here's the catch 22 is also there's also a level of disconnection. Right. We are so motivated and rewarded by our devices that we often are on those instead of connecting with the people that are in front of us person to person. Or it makes it much more difficult, especially for a lot of our teens to talk to people in person and make connections in person. Right. So I think the Internet itself is a catch 22 in our generation. The elder millennial is like. It's uncomfortable making friends online, even though that is one of the best and safest avenues now. It's like, no, everyone online is the secret person behind the actual picture, right? So I met Lindsay on Instagram, one of my best friends. And I will tell you my story now. So I moved from Arizona to a very small town in Idaho. And I'll talk more about that on another episode. But I've been looking for friends, right? I had a great group of friends in Arizona that when I think about it now, I feel like I just kind of fell into. I was very fortunate to fall into them. There are four of us total. And to this day, we still have a group text where we talk to each other, whether we're going through hard things or we just want to share pictures or we want advice on what color to paint this wall or what our kids are doing today, right? So for the last seven years, these people have been my go-to and I've met other people through work and we've connected but I moved to a very small town in Idaho. So away from my entire support group, I don't have family in town, even though they're closer, I don't have family in town. So I was starting to feel 
very alone. Like I knew I needed a sense of community, but I wasn't really sure how to get there. So my husband works for UPS and he's a very social, charismatic individual and he makes friends very easily. So sometimes he makes friends and then I try to get to know them or their spouses or their siblings or whoever, because that's a connection, right? We're trying to make informed connections. So we decided to go to a nearby city for New Year's Eve with this couple that my husband had met and they're super cool. We're going to share an Airbnb and we are going to hang out and have a good time. And then some kind of miscommunication happened and the weekend just started to like crumble apart slowly through like text messages and uh, passive aggressive statements. And I was like, okay, I don't know what's happening, but I'm starting to feel really uncomfortable. And if you know me in person, something that I highly value is authenticity. I want to be authentic. I want you to know who I am. Not that I'm going to uh, just unload everything on you right away, right? I used to do that in dating and obviously it didn't work. <laughs> so I'm just going to be me and I'm going to be the real me and I'm going to have a good time. And so we ended up going out to this club one night called The Balcony. And we, we kind of went to a couple different spots. One was like a rad arcade bar with like pinball machines and a claw machine. And it was my husband and I and this other couple. And then they had their friends come. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so it was almost like I felt like I had to try so hard to form a connection with these people. So like we're all standing in, everyone's standing in a group and I'm like on the outside trying to like shoulder my way in and make space in between them. And God, it didn't feel good. So by the end of the night, we're at this club and there's music playing and I am not the type of person you take to a club that will just like sit on the railing and have a drink and, ch and talk over the loud music. Like I'm, a, I'm going to be on the dance floor. So after a while of getting this like shoulder type situation where I'm trying to join the group, trying to talk, but like there doesn't ever seem to be enough room for me. I just decide to start dancing. I just dance. I have a good time. I enjoy myself. Um, and then, you know, come to find out later that quite honestly, they didn't want to be my friend. They really enjoy my husband, which is great. And I think it's great for him to foster those relationships, but they didn't want to be my friend. And so for me, I was totally crushed. Like I wanted to cry about it. And I kept talking, Paige, why is this affecting you so deeply? Like, just friends, it's fine. We're not friends. It's okay. You'll find other people. You'll find your people. But I feel like so much of me was authentic um, and vulnerable and exposed that the idea of the rejection of just a friendship really hurt. It hurt a lot. And so... I'm still working on finding my people, <clears throat> but what I do know is that, like I told you guys, we're, we are not biologically wired to do this alone. And I think parenthood can be one of the loneliest roles because we are so consumed with the high needs of our kids and of our work and our home and all the things that come with parenthood that it can be very difficult to make and find connections. 
And oftentimes that's kind of my big barrier. Like, man, people just don't understand parent life, right? So here are some tips I have when it comes to trying to make friends as an adult. The Wait, first, back up. So earlier in the day before I went to the club and was shouldered and all the things, I actually met somebody who is fabulous. We were all at a restaurant together and we just started chatting. She's super funny. She has a kid. Guys, I sound like I have a crush, but she's super funny. She has, she has a daughter. She loves true crime. Like we are both so authentic in ourselves and comfortable with who we were that it just made it so easy to get along. Right. That's what I find with Lindsay. That's what I found with this person. So even though we don't live together, I totally slid into her DMs later on Facebook. And I was like, can we please be friends? Because I really enjoyed you. And here's my phone number. Like, text me sometime. (laughs) I'm doing finger guns. You can't see it, but I'm like, yeah, text me. Okay. So even though those people we went out with, I was authentic. I was vulnerable. I was myself. I got rejected. Right. And then this other person, I was authentic. I was vulnerable as myself. And we really got along well. That's my person. So when you're making friends, I want you to focus on being open. I think we overthink the process. Focus on being open. Okay. Instead of worrying about the rejection, which I think is the hard part. And little page is what I call the inner child me. Little page was really hurt by that because little page really strives to be liked by everybody, um, to be accepted and valued and to be achieving, always achieving. Right. So the idea that I've stepped into page as an adult and I was authentic with who I was, and that just didn't resonate with these people kind of triggered me in the in the sense of little page I had to stop myself from contacting these people and inviting them to coffee and continue to fight to be liked to be accepted and I was like whoa hold up little page I know that this hurts for you and I want you to sit with it but also do you want to have that friendship and connection where you have to bring out little page, the people pleasing, the achieving, the, I will do anything to make sure you like me. Or do you just want to be yourself? Like you have grown out of this. It's okay. It's okay to not have that relationship. Okay. So yes, focus on being open. And what I mean by open, I talked about this on our last podcast is my girl, Brene Brown. Um, She talks about vulnerability, right? Raise your hand if you heard it. Everybody in this room raised their hand, which is me. But it's being emotionally exposed, right? So there's a level where you have to shed all of the protection that you have on you to be willing to be emotionally exposed and authentic in who you are, okay? There's always going to be a chance of rejection, There's always a chance that you'll think like, am I, am I fun enough? Am I like, I can get down in the club. Okay. The twerk machine does not turn itself off until the club shuts down. So it's like, (laughs) was I too fun? Was I not fun enough? Okay. So I want you to really tune in and be open. I want you to be open. And if those people don't resonate with you, be honest with yourself. It's okay. It doesn't mean you're rejected. It doesn't mean you're rejecting them. It means that those people are not your people and you're not going to have the authentic connection that you're looking for. So don't overthink it. 
Okay. Be open. We're going to have a whole episode on inner child work, but know that there's always going to be a chance that you won't vibe, right? Okay. So that's what I want you to do first. I want you to get comfortable with yourself and get comfortable just being uncomfortable and vulnerable and open. Be open-minded. Thing number two. This, I think, can be really hard because relationships take time and attention. So like I said with my friend group in Arizona, I really honestly feel like I was so lucky to just stumble and like fall into this big pit of supportive women. I love them to death. I will buy a plane ticket tomorrow to be there for them if they needed me to. Okay. But it didn't happen overnight. And that's something I had to remind myself moving here. I'm not just going to wake up one morning and be like the popular girl in high school, which I wasn't a popular girl in high school. Okay. I was in the marching band and I had a solid routine on the snare drum, but like I was not the popular girl. (laughs) So why would me as an adult wake up as the popular girl and all of a sudden I have a thousand friends and I'm the most coveted friendship in the valley? Like that's not going to happen. Okay. It takes time and intention. So just because it takes a minute, right? You're alone for a minute. I don't want you to lose hope. I want you to know that it takes time and intention, which means putting it on your calendar because let's face it, everyone is busy. I'm busy. You're busy. She's busy. They're busy. Everybody is busy. And if we don't put in the time and intention to spend time with people we're trying to form these relationships with, the chance that we will form these relationships is minimal. Okay, so that's kind of a catch-22 also. Let me tell you what Lindsay and I do. Lindsay and I don't live in the same city, but I talk to her on a daily basis. Actually, one of my other really good friends too, Maria, we talk every single day. We call it coffee. We have coffee dates every morning, and we talk about the littlest random things, but we just touch base. Okay, Lindsay and I, we chat over Instagram. Sometimes we text and we talk on Voxer. And it's not even the frequency. It's just that we continue to show up. Okay. And so it doesn't have to be something that's arduous and challenging, but consistently investing yourself and your time and intention into building that relationship is something that's going to happen if that's what you're looking for, if you're looking to build the community and tribe. Okay. So whether that's like, I literally texted somebody a picture this week of the Humpty camel, and (laughs) I only talk to them once in a while, but there's somebody that I want to be friends with that I want to continue having a friendship with. I sent them a a text and I was like, Humpty, like, I don't know what I'm counting down to because I work way more this week than I typically do. So like Humpty was another day full (laughs) of work, but I was like, it makes me feel good to just have a, a midday marker or a midweek marker. And that was all it took, a moment of connection. Hey, I also um, joined a group that is going to start playing. I like playing board games, so come at me. I used to play D&D at lunch recess. I was the shiz. Okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> so I joined a group that likes to play board games, and we're going to meet one month or one day a month and play board games. And so I have set aside that time in my calendar and my schedule to try to make those connections with those people. So you can do it. Even my new friend, I slid into her DMs. Every couple of weeks, I'll shoot her a text or I'll send her a funny reel because she also likes reels and TikToks. If you want to be my friend, 
put a comment on, on the episode and I will send you a reel. That is the real test. Get it? The real test. Um, <laughs> so thing one, be open, be vulnerable. Don't overthink it. Okay. Thing two, know it takes time and intention. It takes time. It's not going to happen overnight for you to have these friends. Um, and if it's a relationship that you want to cultivate, you have to make time for it. Set reminders in your phone and your calendar to text the people that are important to you. Because that is a hard thing to remember. I have one person in my life in Arizona where I put a reminder in my phone once a month to shoot them a text and just see how they're doing. Okay. Make time for phone calls, which I think we're really disconnected from right now. It's like way scarier to answer the phone than it is to text somebody. And that's, I feel like that's all encompassing because of where we're at. It's like, no, I'm going to leave my phone on silent focus mode. I'll text you when I text you. <laughs> but being willing to answer the phone and to make those phone calls. And then it, whenever possible, I want you to find time to spend time with those people doing something you enjoy. So like sometimes I invite people over to watch a cooking show. I love uh, Worst Cooks, America's Worst Cooks. Okay. So time and intention. The next thing I want you to do and to really think about is finding something you enjoy doing and joining it right? What do you enjoy doing? And ask yourself that. I think that's what's hard. Hey, what do you enjoy doing? Try new things. Somebody invited me to go cross-country skiing and I am an Arizona girl through and through. You will not catch me. Cash me outside in the winter. But I was like, yes, let's go cross-country skiing because it's something new I want to try and I'd like to hang out with you. Like, get to know you better. I always want a coffee date. <laughs> I'm always down for coffee, right? Okay. Um, so like, let's find what, where in your community can you reach out and find people? So not only do you need to be open and vulnerable, not only do you need to know that it takes time and attention and give yourself compassion. Okay. As I'm on this podcast, you'll hear more about me. It will always, 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 always talk about giving yourself compassion, time and compassion. Okay. So the third thing I want you to do is think about things in your community and places where you can seek out those relationships. What do you like doing? Do you want to join the PTA? Is your kid in Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts or some Scouts or some sport? I don't know. We're, we're obviously not doing that. <laughs> but do you enjoy stuff at the library? And this is another way for you to reconnect with yourself too, because in parenthood, we really get lost. So you do you enjoy spending time at the library? Is there a book club you want to join, right? So I want you to also find things to connect with in your community, with your neighbors, in things you enjoy doing to try to make those friendships, to try to connect with like-minded people, right? Because just like my experience, Go into the club and hang in with those people. Sometimes you'll vibe, sometimes you won't. And it's not you, it's just the nature of relationships. And what you want are those authentic, genuine relationships where you can continue to support and grow with each other without having to pretend to be something you're not to be liked or to worry constantly that, oh my God, they're not talking to me. What happened? What's going on? 
right? So I want you to know that. So something that Lindsay and I are very passionate about is smashing the stigma of perfection, culture, and motherhood, and just the stigmas in general, right? So I think I've, I've mentioned this already within the last 20 minutes, but parenthood can be very lonely. You can be alone um, in your roles, not understanding how you parent, why you parent, your kids' ages, nap times, routines, and schedules, or maybe you don't have time to connect as often as you like, right? Side note. You can be friends with people and still only talk a couple times a month or once a week. You can still be friends. Okay, so I want you to know that. Friendship is not about being in constant communication and together all the time. And that is that is not healthy. Okay, so what Lindsay and I have done is made it a priority in the Facebook group that we have. And I don't know if you're in the Facebook group. It's called Embracing Mindful Motherhood and Positive Parenting. Look it up on Facebook. It is a private group. You have to answer the questions because we got to screen some people, yo. But join it, okay? Because the intention of us creating that that Facebook group was to promote community and support with like-minded people. If you are listening to this podcast, girl, you are a like-minded person. Get in this group, okay? This is a place where we really facilitate a safe environment for us to ask the question, to make connections, right? So this is one of the most virtual places for us to build friendships and to see people's names, okay? And so I want you to know that that community exists, right? We're not wired biologically to do this alone and you don't have to. And this is a community where you can put yourself into. So I won't keep on with that, but it is called Embracing Mindful Motherhood and Positive Parenting on Facebook. Um, And if you're interested, we would love to have you and continue to support the community that we have. We have a lot of questions in there, a lot of um, parents venting or expressing their struggles that only other mothers can relate to. Okay. And then, of course, Lindsay, now you're in there always blowing it up with Dr. Pepper and coffee and gift cards, all the things that we enjoy and even some free content. But the purpose is to join, build community, find your people. Okay. So that's all I have for you guys today. I wanted to follow up. I wanted to let you know that making friends as an adult is hard. (laughs) It's like dating. Um, But there are some tips to get you out there. And just to recap, the three main points I want you to walk away with is get okay being vulnerable. Okay? Be okay. Don't Don't overthink it. Be okay being open. The second thing I want you to know is that it takes time and intention and you're not broken. Just consistency, time, attention. And the third thing I want you to know is you have the option of of seeking things out where like-minded people exist. And you don't have to be alone to do that. Um, And that's where you'll find like-minded people. That's where you'll find your vibe. Okay? So I want you to try that. And I will continue to try those too while I make friends here in this very small city in Idaho. It will happen. (laughs) All right. So with that, don't forget to share, like, comment, subscribe, rate, do all the things. And I'll catch you guys next time. If you want more of Mindful as a Mother, you can find me on Instagram at Linz underscore Adams. L-C-S-W. Once again, at Linds, L-I-N-D-S 
underscore Adams, L-C-S-W. Thank you.